Good morning, family. God bless you. Remember, with God, all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. Remember, let's do our prayers. Oh, Lord, that you would bless us indeed and enlarge our territory, that your hand will be upon us and you will keep us from evil, that it may not harm us. Amen. Welcome to today's podcast. I pray that the God, the Holy Spirit, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are enthusiastically with you this morning. Expect a miracle. Expect good things to happen. We are praying. We prayed, folks. We're looking for the for good to happen. It may come in the form of work. It may come in the home of fixing something. But let's just expect a miracle. By the blood of the Lamb and the wonderful water that God has given us to drink, we speak by the Holy Spirit saying, The supply will come. If we should have it, it will surely come. Amen. Yeah, I read a book. Uh, there was a book written in 1939, Think and Grow Rich. And basically, it gave you a formula. And the formula was uh, a few words. It takes about four or five minutes to say those words. And the formula was to create desire. And that's what this uh, little prayer does for us. It creates desire for us. Because a lot of us are afraid to ask God because he may not come through. God says, I will fulfill my word. It says, in the spirit, we're to look at situations what we believe in our hearts they should be. And that's what we should speak. Like, you know, if you see a, a, a broken down car, you should see a clean car. You know, the the a house that he's fixing, you should see a, a, a house. Amen. By the blood of the Lamb and the wonderful water, speaking by the Holy Spirit, saying, the supply will come if we should desire it, it will surely come. In Jesus' mighty name. See, that creates desire too. And that access is to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we continue to clean our souls and our minds. The other prayer that I go on through the day, this is a prayer that's out of Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. I remember saying it every time I put my hands on the steering wheel. I was so excited about this one car. It was a, a convertible 2000-something they brought it back, Thunderbird, and red. And every time I put my hands on the steering wheel, I will say this prayer. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be upon me and that you will keep me from evil that it may not happen. Amen. That was a Jabez prayer. Sorry. I thought about the car and my hand stood on that car. I forgot all about my prayer. Okay, let's go to Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. I used to say that about 10 times a day. And you know what 
I figured, well, you know, there's so much hidden beauty in that prayer that um, it's going to be fun to see me working the heavens, working the earth, working my mouth, my imagination. What a prayer like that would entail. You have to experience that. You have to experience saying the Jabez prayers on a continual basis, saying the prayer on Psalm 103 on a continual basis, and you have to experience. I can't tell you that. The first thing I experienced with the Jabez prayer, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory, is I found out that I was able to talk to people in gas stations, in, in the grocery store, in the park, inspired in two-minute sermons. Two-minute sermons talking about the love of God, that it is worth it. Keep hoping, keep believing, keep thanking God for the problems. That's what I found out about that prayer. It brought more opportunity for me. That's what I was asking for, to be of service to others. Now, the prayer on Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5, the first thing I noticed in saying that prayer, folks, is that I was I started to eat uh, full square meals, like seven-course meals. I noticed that the variety of food, as I was saying that, was more encompassing more minerals and and more variety. I was a single man, and maybe because I got married about that time. By the way, she came with a convertible. I had a convertible before that too, uh, Mercedes 450 SL, which I planted the seed years ago by believing I can have that car. And then the car came up, and it was inexpensive and. Planting seeds of belief that we can have something always works well. Amen. Okay, so that's why we're doing all this. Well, sometimes we're planting seeds. Some of us are harvesting and some of us are, are putting, uh, are enjoying the harvest. Okay, going places, doing things. Lately, we've been planting seeds of harvest that we've been reap new vehicles to take uh, new vacations. Sedona. Um, Laughlin, Albuquerque. I mean, they're not far. They're doable goals that if it comes to the last minute and we just determine either we're going to buy one, we're going to be given one, or we're going to rent one. But we're going to go to these places. Getting back to the Psalm 103, Oh, that you would uh, bless the Lord, excuse me, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who forgives all my iniquities, who heals all my diseases, who redeems my life from destruction, who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies my mouth with good things, so that my youth is renewed like the eagle. Amen. We will say what we desire, folks. We desire healthy, better lives. Amen. Okay, let's go forward with our teaching today, Faith to Faith Bible College Curriculum for today for the March 29th. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Our reading for today from the KMC org free book that our prayers may not be hindered by Kenny Copeland the article our scripture for this is 1 John 1 through 7 
But if we really are living and walking in the light as he himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another. 1 John 1, 7, the Amplified Bible. But if we really are living and walking in the light as he himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another. And folks, that's why we give thanks is for that love we have for Jesus Christ, that we are one with him. That love and the respect. Thank you so much for coming on here today. Thank you so much for listening to this. I love you. God bless you. I give you an electronic hug. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I bumped into some angels when I was delivering. And the angels, you know what the angels say? When they startle you, they'll say, all right, all right, all right. You're delivering two, three in the morning around in dangerous places with your truck trying to get milk and bread into the stores. You, you are praying. And there's, amen. And then they, they let you know they're friendly. And they'll say, all right, all right, all right. All right, one of the areas of our lives we believers have, says Craig Copeland, particularly neglected is the area of our relationships. We simply haven't heeded the word of God where they're concerned. We fuss with one another and criticize one another so much that we have hindered the forces that God has given us to make us successful in this world. That's right. Strive causes trouble in the spirit realm. It opens the door to the devil. It keeps our prayers from being answered. It even keeps our angels from moving on our behalf. Peter wrote to husbands in 1 Peter 3, 7, to live considerately, considerately, considering your wives with an intelligent recognition of the marriage relation, honoring the woman as physically the weaker, but realizing that you are joint heirs of the grace, God's unmerited favor of life in order that your prayers may not be hindered and cut off. The Amplified Bible. Husbands and wives, parents and children, co-workers, fellow members, church, all of us need to wake up to the danger of strife and start walking in love. I love you, and I pray that God answers your prayers. I pray that you would start uh, obtaining all the benefits He has for us, physically, mentally, financially, socially, and enthusiastically, happily. Amen. Bless you, my brother and sister. Kenneth Copeland goes on to say, Shed the light of God's word on your relationship. Dig into and get a revelation in the fact that we are all part of each other. Recognize that. As Ephesians tells us, we are one body and of one spirit. And be eager and strive earnestly to guard and keep the harmony and oneness of that spirit. Amen. Let the power of God flow in all your relationships. Learn to walk in the light. Amen. Remember, life is a challenge. Life is a, is a goal. Life is, is fun if you look at it as a game, you know. Oh, I'm going to thank God for that situation anyway. Oh, I'm going to thank God for this situation. I sold an item to a family uh, last week. They, when they hooked up the item, when they went home, electrical dryer, they said it wasn't working. After a few texts back and forth, I I went, thank you, God. I said to the wife, let's start thanking God. The dryer's not working. 
And I told the person, I'll be right there and pick it up and bring you your money. And silence. It fell silent. I haven't heard him for a week. Nothing. Not a beat. Huh. You think maybe they were looking for a discount or something? Whatever it is, let's just give God the credit that uh, maybe it started working. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right, the reading for, for Scripture reading is Romans 15, 1 through 7. One thing the Holy Spirit wants to say is that anonymity is what they're talking about. When we're, we're there unhindered and let the Spirit of God work properly between our, our associations, loved ones or whoever, and then just believe that the Word of God is true and imagine it, that's what they're talking about, that the grace of God in the unity becomes uh, two can put 10,000 to flight. The unity is, is the success part. The, the, you know, just relaxing. And we usually relax in the morning and we'll say, well, okay, God, we don't know where to turn to the left, to the right, back or forward. We need your guidance in this. So we pray in unity and get the day started. So we need your spirit and your enthusiasm to get marching forward for this day. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the marvelous day. Thank you for an opportunity to speak, to sing, to dance, and to rejoice, and to count our blessings. Thank you for the grass, the green grass. Thank you for the water, the mist of the water. Thank you for our lives, Father. Thank you for all things in Jesus' name. Get excited about there. Be 400% thankful. That's, your, that's our task for this week, to be 400% thankful. Everything is beautiful. The Bible says that even a sour thing, it, it tastes good to the hungry. So even uh, everything has hope. Even a broken banister has hope. Everything has hope, folks. And that's our job, to, to sprinkle everything with, with blessings of hope that it too can be fixed and get excited about it. You know, woohoo! there's a chance for us to show our faith. You know, we're just learning how to pick up our spiritual muscles here and how God works. There was a guy in Australia. He owned more real estate than the government. Very prosperous business man. And he said he lived by the mountains and he had a window there that would look at the mountains. And for an hour a day, he would go in there and meditate in the in the room and look at the mountains. And they asked him, do you take a book with you? Do you take a Bible? Do you take meditation? He goes, no, I just sit there and I ask myself one question. How does God run the world? How does God, you know, economically and all this, how does God run the world? So let us ask the same question. How does God run our world, our our existence. How do we know to turn to the right or left, go backwards? How do we know? How does God run the world? Amen. I hope I confused you for today. <laughs> God bless you, family. Thank you so much for coming on here. I'm going to read Romans 15, 1 through 7, and then we are done for our quick uh, fix of our Bible meal that we have here in Jesus name here we go Romans 15 1 through 7 
says, living to please others. We who are strong must be considered of those who are sensitive about things like these. We must not just please ourselves. We should help others to do what is right and build them up in the Lord. For even Christ didn't live to please himself. As the scripture says, the insults of those who insult you, O God, have fallen on me. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us, and the scripture gives us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promise to be fulfilled. May God, who gives us patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other as it is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. Remember that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that God is true to the promises he made to their ancestors. He also came so that the Gentiles might, might give glory to God for his mercies to them. That is what the psalmist meant when he wrote, for this I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing praises to your name. And in another place it is written, Rejoice with his people, you Gentiles. And yet again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Praise him, all you people of the earth. And in another place Isaiah said, The heir to David's throne will come and he will rule over the Gentiles. They will place their hope on him. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow. All we have to do is trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and then automatically we will overflow with confident hope, folks. That's what sin destroys, booze destroys, pills destroys confident hope we see all these people they're just leak hope not even regular hope but having confident hope that the words of God have taken root and the Holy Spirit has confidence because we have read read and understand the word of God yep it's work folks it's work it's not for wimps we have rhinoceros skin and we keep on trudging forward because we got the motor of Jesus Christ in our minds, in our hearts, and in our DNA. Just surrender, folks. Jesus is not going away. You can go ahead and be lazy. You wake up in the morning and you see the Holy Spirit still there, nudging you to do the right thing. So you might as well get up and get at it. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. May the Lord bless you and keep you and convince you that we are on it to be up and at them and be diligent in all your areas. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Be blessed, family, as we go forward.